All right, let's get talking basketball. All right, go ahead. Start us up, John. Man. Well, so in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, police shooting, as has been happening, another shooting of an unarmed black man, and it led to some protesting, which led to another shooting by a young militiaman who shot protesters who were unarmed. Mm-hmm. And the Milwaukee Bucks decided not to play in protest. And that seemed to have kicked everything off yesterday. And at one point, the Lakers and Clippers looked like they were going to leave the bubble. And the season for a minute was up in arms and we could have possibly lost it. We were a group we were in our group chat yesterday talking about it as it was happening. And I think Emmanuel and I were both more on the side of I doubt that the season entirely stops just because of what was on the line. Uh but definitely it looked like it was it was not a foregone conclusion that we'd be seeing basketball the rest of this the rest of the way this season. At least the rest of the week. Yeah. I would say I would start off by saying that. I mean it looked like it would just stop kinda like um originally what had happened was when the when the pandemic had happened was it you know the league suspended those games and they were gonna kinda take a look at um what had happened with Rudy and, and essentially the league and try to, you know, come back at it and uh, and maybe play in their stadiums with fans. Essentially, that was the original thing. And then, you know, eventually we got to where we are now. So I thought maybe a similar path would kind of take place where maybe there was just going to be a pause and um, – and the players were able to kind of do things outside of the bubble, but stay in the bubble. That's, you know, like uh, like for example, um, the Bucks were on the phone last night with the uh, Milwaukee. I think it was the mayor and the attorney general. So things like that would happen, essentially. Uh, but it, it sounds like it wasn't gonna be as long as I thought it was that basketball is just going to resume probably tomorrow or Saturday at at the latest. So so that that was kind of interesting. Well, both me and you assumed that because of the financial ramifications, they'd they'd have to finish the season somehow. Because, for instance, if you – shut down the season and they didn't finish the season, the collective bargaining agreement could possibly be opened up by the owners. They could add an extra year to all the players' contracts. Mm-hmm. So guys like I mean, me who, who have free agency coming up, he, the Lakers could push to add an extra year to his contract saying he didn't fulfill this year. I mean, not only that, but uh, be, because of the, the profit share and the uh, the split, that would come in potential where essentially the players would probably have to start giving money back to the owners because 
of uh, the TV rights and whatnot. Those, if you're not, if you're not working, you can't essentially, you know, get money for free. <laughs> they would also, also nullify the ESPN deal and the TNT yeah. deal. Yeah. So all those TV deals, and then not only that. Um, those those individual market deals too are in place too. Uh, like the Lakers and Knicks and, and Nets have major market deals for TV television. You know for uh, um, what is it? Uh, uh, league Pass. So so yeah. things like that. Um, because like the Lakers is owned by the Bus family, obviously, um, and so like. This is their income is, you know, for the bus family, it's it's the Lakers organization is their income. So they get paid based off of what the you know Lakers organization does. And that's merchandise and TV rights and all that stuff. So now yeah, when that comes into play, essentially, they're losing less money and they're paying back people, too, that they necessarily wouldn't have to pay back, too, because there are no games. There are no uh, merchandise to sell necessarily. Well. There still is, but no, uh, I guess, ad revenue because you're not playing games, so no one's putting out ads and whatnot. Raph, you, you here? Um, carry me for a second. I'm having an allergy attack. I got message. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, I'm here. I okay. can hear. Just give me a second. Yeah, no worries. See, I, I think uh, I saw today that a few people were saying, you know, Owners wouldn't do that because they'd be taking a hit. They'd be they they take a hit public wise for taking that stance against the players when the players are protesting for um, for social justice. I I think the play the the owners would almost have their hands forced because of yeah. how like like they'd have to. And the fact is is we don't know, we don't know most of the owners. The bus, right. the bus family is different. Most of them are ownership groups, and mm-hmm. it would be, it wouldn't the paper the newspaper story wouldn't be this person decided to tack on an extra year to yeah I mean player X's contract it would be the Bucks it, it's a nameless entity really I mean yeah like I like I spoke about the Lakers organization you know uh you know Dallas is owned by Mark Cuban Mark Cuban you know he'd probably be fine in this situation he probably you know um and then and then uh owners Miami the two owners we know the two owners we know are hurting and is the Miami owner because he yeah. has the crew the cruise industry is how he made it his money and mm-hmm. uh because his money is restaurantoria. Right. So those those guys are getting hit major. Uh, And then like um, I guess like uh, uh, Steve Ballmer and and Peter Holt, they're technical. I think they're they're fine. Yeah, so I was was going to say like those guys, you know, they're more they're most technical. uh, Well, Peter Holt does other stuff too, but um, like Steve Ballmer, the the, um, owner of the Trailblazers, like they they came from technical backgrounds. So no, like, he, he owns the Steve Ballmer earns the Clippers. No, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, I know, but I'm talking about the uh, other owner. You mean Paul Trailblazers. Allen? Yeah, yeah. Paul Allen's yeah. family owns it now that he's owns the Trailblazers because he passed away. Yeah, and reportedly so, they're and reportedly they're interested in selling the team. Right. So I mean, they'll be fine, obviously. Yeah. At least in the short term, um, especially 
you know, depending on that sale. But others, other owners, like you said, that are, you know, corporation. I mean, like the 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 seventy sixers are kind of owned by a group essentially. So those are individuals grouped together. So they might not necessarily be. For instance, Bomber. Though I mean, you're telling me if the clip, like if they, if the Clippers left the bubble, if they, if the season got boycotted. You're telling me the Clippers aren't going to use that that as a, a reason to like add an extra year to Paul George and Kawhi? They're going to just go into next season and just say, "We had you for two years, and we count this as one of those years." Like, yeah, I think that yeah. would definitely be on the table for for a guy like Steve Ballmer who who you know wants to win. He, yeah, but think about it: like the three teams that have the best odds to win voted to leave. That's crazy. Well, two of the three. Two of the three. The Bucks, the Bucks just, yeah, the Bucks just said they were going to boycott. Yeah. Well, Emmanuel, you said that you saw somewhere that this was all because of George Hill. So expound on that. So um, essentially what had happened was there was talks maybe, let's say Thursday, so maybe Tuesday night of, uh, of a possible boycott from the Celtics and Toronto teams were meeting up but no one had heard of it. And um, on that same night too, George Hill was, was being interviewed and he was kind of upset about everything, obviously, as everybody else is. And he kind of was upset um, because a lot of guys are kind of being fatigued. He was upset about being in a bubble. And, you know, he said he wished he wasn't in a bubble because of things like this that's happening. And it, I think, uh, you know, come game time, he he kind of decided he didn't want to play it. You know, yesterday, which is when it happened, and then um, essentially, so he told uh, Sterling Brown and, and Giannis, and they uh, obviously went on his side and decided they didn't want to play either. And eventually, the rest of the team went. And, you know, decided not to come out for the game, which was about to start. Because this, uh, this is just happening, essentially, as game is about to start. So this wasn't like a pre-planned, predestined thing. This is kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing. Or at least, you know, for the team. Maybe it wasn't for George Hill, but for the rest of the team, you know, this wasn't something that was planned. And then eventually Orlando um, decided to refuse the forfeit because essentially – Milwaukee didn't come out, so you're forfeiting the game. And eventually the rest of the league followed suit. You guys got to carry me. I'm having a bad allergy attack. So I, I can hear you and I can talk. Yeah, no worries. You just got to no have worries. to carry me. Okay. See, uh, in, and like I, I showed you guys today, a good friend of mine uh, thought that players – not showing up in the bubble or leaving the bubble was the right thing to do because them boycotting would draw more attention to the social issues. I I can see why you would think that, but like Bradley Beal and John Wall, uh, other players went to the pro- to the protests when mm-hmm. they first started, and only the local local sports covered it. Only the local news right. really covered it. It wasn't it, like it, it didn't get the national coverage that these games are getting. Other like, than the jump, other than the jump, right? The jump you know, who covers, everything. But who covers basketball players? Like yeah, 
it's not like it's on the news. If you can't now, if you go the all the sports bars that are open where they're socially distanced, you go into a restaurant or sports bar and it's on TV and it's on and Black Lives Mm -hmm. Matter is on TV. Like Well, it didn't just hit basketball, it hit like baseball. Today it's hockey, MLS and I think uh, Naomi Osaka, who's, I think, the number two or three woman tennis player, uh, bowed out of a tournament that was televised on ESPN yesterday. And um, mm-hmm. Troy Vincent of the NFL. So it's not just basketball. Oh, I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it, it wasn't. Essentially, pretty much the major sports for the most part, at least. I know baseball still has some games yesterday, but yesterday pretty much – the entire sports world kind of boycotted in some form or fashion, even whether it was a player, a team, or multiple teams in, in almost every sport that had an event yesterday. It was it was a boycott. It, it essentially started with basketball and the NBA. But, yeah, no, WNBA, you know, uh, baseball, you, I mean, you name it. There was at least the Detroit one Lions, yeah. tennis, yeah. You name it. There was there was a boycott in the sport in every sport yesterday, and essentially uh, today, maybe less than yesterday, but definitely there's still boycotts today. Uh, well, no today. NHL games are going to be played today or tomorrow. I'm looking at ESPN right now. Yeah, NHL got hit pretty hard when they did nothing yesterday. Well, was it the one – I don't know how many black guys play hockey. Was it the one guy that I put in the thread or was more black guys? It was, it was him specifically, but there's yeah. a handful of black yeah, guys okay. in the NHL. And so, um, yeah, so it's kind of where we are with that aspect. Um, kind of waiting to hear more about that situation as it unfolds. Um, I guess no time if there is a game or, you know, does when the games kind of take place, whether it's tomorrow or Saturday, there's, there's obviously It's no going to be this weekend. It's going to be this yeah. weekend for sure. That's looking like uh, well, Kenny, yeah. Smith walk, Kenny Smith walked off of the TNT set yesterday. Yeah. In, in solidarity with the players. Yeah. Yeah. And look, um, what he said was, and he he said as well that like, if we if we didn't have the bubble, if the players weren't playing in the bubble, we wouldn't know yeah. how anyone felt about this. Right. He he specifically said when speaking to George Hill when when he said that he he said you know if we wasn't in this situation with the bubble, I wouldn't I would know how LeBron felt or something. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a major player, he has a following, so people we kind of pay attention to what he says. But like somebody like George Hill. Who is an NBA player, but isn't you know well known as a Giannis or as a James Harden or as a LeBron or Steph Curry? You know, you wouldn't necessarily hear from because the you know the interviewer is you know hearing him because he he also brought up when when Charles first got there, he wanted to talk about these issues and um, because when he when they used to play, you know. He would get interviewed by you know a reporter here and there, but it was all about the game and and it was never about like things he wanted to really talk about like these like these issues. He was never able to give his you know voice out there, and so he was like, "This is this was a way to kind of do that." This bubble was created 
in essence to help do that. And I think as, you know, some of the players, you know, there was a divide when this first happened back in June when this first was decided. There was, you know, a divide kind of that some players thought it was the wrong idea. But um, I think it's easy to kind of see that from a standpoint of, you know, you probably shouldn't play you know, this and that because you're you're in the moment or you're in the, you know, you're in the space where you're not outside as a objective point of view, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to, you know, be emotional about the issue and, and upset and all that, but to take an objective, you know, issue and, you know, point and, and realize that maybe even though from a, from a, a normal standpoint, it might not seem like it's the right idea. In actuality, it, it is the right idea. But there's also the thing where it seems like a lot of people are over the bubble. We had uh, Paul George talk about being depressed in the bubble. Was it last week? George Hill was like, I don't even know why we're here. Yeah. And then today, there's a picture of Damon Lillard. He's like, I'm just so glad to be with my little I guess he must have just had a kid. I don't really know much about Damian Lillard. Well, Damian Lillard was different, though, because Damian Lillard left the bubble because he was injured, he was injured and they had to get MRIs. So that that was a different um, thing than the other guys. And so now he's, he's going back in the bubble and he'll be um, quarantined for four days. Is he going back in the bubble? Yeah, he's going back in the bubble. He'll be quarantined for four days, they said. And um, I guess like Michael Jordan, according to ESPN and Woj, is a peacemaker. Yeah. Between hey, Raph, and the players. You're a little, you're a little low, Raph. Pierre. Uh, I'm sorry, man. There you go. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. So you were saying about Michael Jordan? It seems like he was the peacemaker between Chris Paul, who's the president of the owner, the the players, the, association. the players association and the owners, according to Mark Spears and Woj and everyone, yeah. and Jackie McMullen. Michael okay. Jordan's another one of those players, one of those coaches, um, owners who, who needs that money. Like, he's, yeah, he's reportedly the uh, least wealthy of the owners. Well, yeah, Michael Jordan's wealthy for a basketball player, but he's not wealthy for like an owner. Right. Yeah, he basically he basically got the team as a favor to him, but also because no, it was a discount because there was too many teams on sale at once and not enough people looking to buy the Charlotte Hornets. And they they wanted to have a, the one black owner. Well, yeah, I mean, well, not only that, I mean, he he essentially got a discount because he was originally. Uh, Bob, yeah, I think he only paid like a hundred. Bob Johnson, yeah, who used to own BT, yeah, and then sold it to Viacom. Yeah, and so he essentially he essentially paid for Michael Jordan to be on the NBA because he owned it, and then he gave it. He essentially Michael gave Jordan it to Michael Jordan on a discount. Yeah, he pretty much you know Michael Jordan pretty much handed him a check, and he was the- so Mike, so Michael Jordan is one of the, the owners who at least want to see a season completely canceled as well. Right, I mean. You, you would probably, I mean, a normal person probably thinks, oh, well, Michael Jordan is doing fine because of, you know, shoes and everything. Yeah, but that's not NBA owner money. That's like well, that's what really, really, that's a really wealthy basketball player. Money. There's different levels to this. Right. Yeah. Like a normal person would think, oh, you know, he, he makes money because of, you know, Jordan brand and, you know, commercials and 
oh, I'm sure he's made money because of, you know, The Last Dance that was out a couple months ago. And it's on Netflix now, you know. And, but reportedly, he donated all that money to social justice issues. Right. That's what, from The Last Dance, the 20 million or the 10 million he got paid for The Last Dance. I think he just donated it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that conversation probably goes to the players like, look, like it or not, next season, the season after that, there's probably going to be a, a police officer in some county somewhere in America who shoots an unarmed black man and it's just well, going to happen. And you can't stop every single season for it. You can't. Or you don't have well, a basketball league. Well, I said that in the thread. I was like, well, let's be honest. There's probably going to be another shooting this week or something. Yeah. It, so, it, I, I mean, they just, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. And, until major changes happen within the police forces. Well, now, not, I mean, it, it has to be major changes in the government. Like yeah. State, state and federal, you know. Like, like boycotting the season isn't going to change the things that need to change. Right. It, it's just not. Yeah. And then you're setting the precedent. For, so, like, this one matters, but then, like, what happens when you come back next season and you're playing and it happens again and you can't afford to. Well, like I said, like, let's say they restart it up by Saturday. I mean, unfortunately we know by like Wednesday, another one could happen. So are they going to yep. stop then? I mean, exactly. I mean, we all know it. Cause there's a bunch, there's a bunch that have happened since George Floyd, besides the one that recently happened that got like a lot less media coverage. Right. You know? Yeah, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not recorded. Unfortunately, a lot of times it's not recorded. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And then some of the ones like, uh, like between George Floyd and Aubrey, there's been other ones that mm-hmm. have happened besides this one. So, I and mean, I get the, and I get the, the, like I come from a, a background where like I'm a, in a, from a military family, so like I'm used to. And my parents, my dad was used to like going out to sea for six months or 12 months at a time. So it's like a totally different mentality. Like, but there are people in America who have certain jobs that like truck drivers where they have to go on, go out and they have to drive for like a month at a time and then come home and see their family. Like, yeah. I mean, not only that, there are people in the truck by yourself essentially for like 20 hours sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, there are people whose jobs have them do this kind of stuff at, different times and basketball players aren't used to doing it and being away from family and being away from their own homes. It's not only that, I think, because the commissioner, a couple, I think it was like last year or something, he talked about it where he's kind of nervous for this this generation of players because because of things like this where um, they're not really used to being alone. For this long a period of time, like you're, no. you, you're used to like for players, just you know, think about it. They're used to having like a, 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 a kids, or if they don't have kids, they're used to like friends or something being around them, and and parents and old game time is, you know, you got to get tickets for so and so, and so and so's hitting you up because it is and because of that, and now it's kind of the bubble. All that stuff is gone. You're just playing basketball essentially. You're hanging out with NBA players. I mean, it was it was a little thing going on, um, like on Instagram between uh it was either Twitter or Instagram between like Jalen Brown and, and Donovan Mitchell where they was joking around that each other was following each other 
And it's just like your LeBron is just, you know, walking the hallways. Like normally, you know, you wouldn't see LeBron, but he's there because there's nothing else there. And so I think a lot of these players aren't used to being alone by themselves. I think us as a generation are really, you know, the, the quarantine kind of made it where, you know, a lot of people just uncomfortable. And, and unfortunately, there was a lot of people, especially in the early stage of the quarantine, where they committed suicide because they just aren't comfortable being alone for an extended period of time. And I think that's a huge issue. And I, you know, when the commissioner said that, it was, it was like, yeah, especially nowadays where, you know, the internet kind of is a saving grace, but it's also so detrimental to a person's health. And it's, it's just crazy that, you know, these guys aren't used to that, that time and, and they don't essentially know how to be alone or be in a room by themselves for an extended period of time. And to a degree, I think Paul George is having a problem with the bowl because, like, it's well, a lot of criticism. He's he, he's under the gun right now. He's got a lot of criticism coming his way over how he's played. Well, not I mean not only that, but I think I, to be fair, it was it wasn't really the criticism didn't really come till later on. But he was struggling before that, and I think that's a perfect example of a guy who. We, you know, we joke around about it, but, you know, those guys aren't really used to being alone. That's why, like, stripper clubs and and all that other stuff they're kind of going to is because they're not used to Well, that's what he was saying. He was saying he was depressed about being, uh, he was feeling in a closed space. Right. He was depressed. He wasn't used to, like, being alone. I don't think it had much to, I don't think his play helped, but I don't think his play was the reason he was depressed. Oh, no, it was the other way around. It was. Yeah, it was. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's just yeah, like it can't, it, it can't help having like a lot of criticism. That's like, what I'm coming, yeah. coming yeah. to you, and then having no other outlet, to, like you would at home to like distract from that. Right. Like you, you're like you're sitting in a hotel room looking at your yeah, at your ads on Twitter. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like uh, you know it's different from like for me you know I travel for work and it's different than um, like when you go to, you know, work at home and come home and then it's different when you're, you know, in a different state and you, you know, leave a job. You're like in a hotel, so you're by yourself. It's not like you call a buddy or something and say, hey, what are you doing or something? You know, it's like you're, it's it's different. It's way different than being at home, essentially. You get used to being at home. So do we have any basketball talk to talk or? Uh, well, I don't know. Like, I it's kind of hard to talk about the games that were going on when this happened. Like, well, I did like the, want to bring the Lakers. Were, go ahead. Well, go ahead, John. I mean, so it, I, I said, you know, it's a difference a week makes essentially because last week, uh, before all this happened, and we were actually just playing. It, the the seeding and and the in the future of the playoffs and and just each series kind of look different than what it is today even without them playing you know the the a week ago the Rockets looked like they were just gonna move on to the next round with ease the Trailblazers looked like a legit threat to the Laker Lakers and and it looked like maybe the Mavs could beat the 
the Clippers and, and so on and so on. And now we get, you know, a week later and it seems like none of that is, is really a question anymore. And so my thing was when I look back and I look at a team like Dallas, for example, back in like 2006, they were the, you know, one of the best teams in the league. They made it to the finals and that following year, you look at them and they do everything right. They, you know, Dirk wins MVP and, you know, they get the top seed in the West and they lose in the first round to an A seed. And so I guess the question I would bring up is you look at teams like 76ers now and the, the Pacers you know, those teams, Seven Sixers got swept. Well, both teams got swept, you know, and you look at those teams and it's like, what do we do? It seems like for the Pacers. Um, well, the Pacers not, fired Nate McMillan. Well, yeah, they, they, well, both coaches got fired from both teams, for example. But I mean, from a. Obviously, coaches can't play the game. They're not players. So from a roster standpoint, it seemed like um, there's always talks for 76ers about who to trade or should you trade those guys. Or well, uh, Elton, Elton Brand said, like, he's not trading either one of those. Well, no, yeah. I mean, from the outside, from the inside, he, if it was Elton Brand, it, he would never trade any of those guys. If it was EV, well, let's like, – Let's talk about Oladipo because there's a lot of rumors about him, but well, he's had like a lot. Too. He's had a few late. He's had a few leg injuries. Yeah, and it seems like the rumors are now. Some outside execs thinks that Oladipo is gonna probably get traded. And I just well, that's the thing about Indiana. Like, if you look at Indiana's history, there's always been like they've always had like a wing for the last few years. So you start with Danny Granger. Then you go to Paul George. Then you go to Oladipo. And I don't know if, like, bubble T.J. Warren is a fluke or not, but, like, you never know. Like, maybe, like, next year he could continue his success from the bubble. I mean, what do you consider a fluke? Because essentially he, he is a 20-point scorer. So, I mean. Well, yeah, but, like, in the bubble, he looked like the best player in the bubble. That's what I mean. Fluke. Not that – I mean, he is a 20-point scorer, but, like, he was, like, almost bubble MVP until, like, Dane Lillard and – um. Devin Booker started going off. Yeah, I mean they have, yeah. A, they, have a, they have a great team. They also have Miles Turner and Sabonis looked great this season. Right, and they were missing key guys. Obviously, they were missing Sabonis. They were missing Sabonis. They were missing. I mean, they're missing a couple guys. And then uh, I mean, if they could if they could turn Home Depot into Dinwiddie and Lavert, uh, that's a good team. I mean, but is that enough though? Well, what do you mean enough? They're never going to win the title or be like real contenders. Well, that's the question. Is like it keeps you in the playoffs. What do you? What is the next step for these teams? Because you know, it's really about uh, like, do you stay pat and kind of wait for? Well, you can't. You can't stay pat if like they don't want all the depot and he doesn't want to be there. Well, I mean, but outside of that, but like. I, like for the 76ers is maybe, you know. The 76ers, we, we all know what they're going to do. They're going to get a new coach and see if that works. And if that doesn't work, then they're going to explore trading. They're going to try to dump off Tobias Harris or uh, Al Horford some way. 
you know that's gonna happen. Yeah. They're gonna try yeah, to jump one of those two. Yeah, the Sixers are gonna run it back for for a year and just see if a new coach unlocks something out of them. That's that's what's the move there. So they're gonna be kind of boring. Like I don't see them blowing anything up this year, despite well, no, the fact I, that they probably should. Yeah, that's. I'm I'm just I'm using those two teams in. For example, the pay, the the pay, the Pacers. I think if you're a Pacers fan, like you just know, your team's probably never winning a title. You're probably never going to get a top line free agent to volunteer to play for the Pacers. Well, so yeah, got to be. So you have to be smart with trades, and you have to you have to turn Oladipo in this situation where he's the Pacers' two best chances were probably the the, final. the Malice in the Palace year. Um. Probably the year that the Knicks went instead of them. No, what was it '99? Oh yeah, no, 2000. 2000. It was in the finals. Well, they had no shot though, man. Oh, but and they were talking twenty years ago. <laughs> well, no, the most recent one would have been the Paul George years against uh, the Miami Heat. Yeah, yeah. Because didn't one year they the the year that they the year they should have beat the Heat was the year that they had the home court advantage. But then remember. They made the Evan Turner trade, and then something just happened where they fell off the face of the earth. The second, because they had home, they had home court in that series, if you remember. Yeah, Roy Hibbert kind of fell off the face of the planet. That was part of it. Well, that's when basketball kind of changed right away because, like, Roy Hibbert became unplayable. Yeah, and their, team, and their, and their team was very built for the old style of basketball, not the new right. style of basketball. And then something happened with the Evan Turner trade, where uh, what's the guy? The guy that blew in LeBron's ear. Oh, Lance, Lance Steven. That was part of it, too. Yeah, Lance Steven. That was part of it because Lance Steven was a free agent that year, and he saw Evan Turner as just his replacement, and then the chemistry was off. Mm-hmm. Remember? That was that was probably the last time those got – I mean, you need a top 10 player to win a title. Like, I mean, they don't have a title. Yeah, that's right. I don't think their future is a title. I think their future is just – Stay in the playoffs. Hopefully, one. Yeah, hopefully, you sneak into the conference finals. I mean, yeah. Maybe you drafted Toronto, though. Say that again. Mm-hmm. We used to think about. We used to think that way about Toronto, though. Remember? Yeah, but then they tra- but they traded for fucking Kawhi Leonard, who's a top three player. Wow, yeah, but you didn't know that three years before it happened. That, so that's why I'm essentially asking, like, what? Well, that was that was a new situation because, like, that was literally. Popovich traded him to a team where he thought he wasn't going to be able to compete. Well, no, I mean, no, he just didn't. No, he didn't want him in the West. It wasn't that he wasn't. He didn't, he thought he was going to compete. He just didn't want him in the West. Because remember, like by all by all um, of the people who like are basketball heads, the Lakers offer was better. But like he just did not want to trade him to the Lakers, which was weird. I mean, I understand, like, oh, you don't want to help out somebody you're competing against, but at the same time. You look now; it's like he's in. He's playing for the Clippers, you know, for the next two years. Like, if he's gonna play in the West, he's gonna play in the West. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, can I just say that I'm glad, like, because we've had this discussion like before we even started doing this podcast. Like, I would not have enjoyed a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard. That would have been boring basketball to me. I don't know. I think it would have been it would have been funnier than you probably think it would, would be. Well, they would have. I want to compete. No, they, I well, compete. for well, for competitive balance purposes, like on, honestly, if they, he had done that trade, Anthony Davis wouldn't be there. They wouldn't have the stuff to trade for Anthony Davis. 
Well, no, Anthony Davis was there first. He would have been there first. No, he's no. talking about if we would have did the Kawhi Leonard trade two seasons ago. Oh. Because the, the, all, all the parts that they gave up for Anthony Davis were in that Kawhi trade. But, would have been in the Kawhi. Well, so, you, I mean, so you'd be waiting on Anthony Davis until this offseason when he would be a free agent. Yeah. I mean, it depends, it depends though, of how much – because the, the, the Spurs essentially wanted someone – who was a who was a former All Star or someone of that caliber? I don't think the Spurs. A young I don't think the Spurs knew what they wanted. I just think they didn't want to trade him in the West. No, they, they yeah, no, that was that was definitely what they wanted because if they was going to trade, mean, because Kawhi, they still wanted to compete, they still wanted to make the playoffs. So they I needed mean, they wanted an All Star or at least someone who was somewhat like I an mean, All Star player. We we've had the DeRozan conversation, like well, yeah, but still, he's an All Star player. So he fits the Spurs right got the what did the Spurs get? The, they got the eleventh pick, right, this year. Yes, uh, yeah. Oh, you mean and in the upcoming draft? And and they were in the bubble, and like they would have just been better off trading him for for like picks. Forget the Lakers; they should have just traded him like the OKC. No, OKC. Who had a bunch of picks? Okay, so he has a bunch of picks, but this no, I mean, like Toronto about last year. Uh, I mean, they could have they could have traded him to the Clippers. Clippers, yeah. They should have traded him to the Clippers for yeah, like that was they, a stupid they trade. They like theoretically, they probably would have given up Shea Gilgis Alexander and all those picks for Kawhi. Mm-hmm. That was a really stupid trade because you're just stuck in. Like then they resigned uh, Lamarcus Aldridge for no fucking reason. Well. It wasn't for no reason. It was. Well, what's the reason to resign Lamarcus Aldridge? Because well, to win now. Yeah. And you. What are you gonna wear? You're not getting stars from San Antonio. I mean, I love the Spurs. The biggest free agent they got was Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. So until, yeah. until Pop leaves, they're not doing a full rebuild. Yeah. Which is interesting because the Nets seem to be going about getting Pop too. Good luck with Pop trying to coach those two head cases. <laughs> well, Durant, no, Durant loves Pop. So, and Pop coach coach Team USA. So that's not that's not. A you really want to bring up Pop coaching Team USA when we finish in seventh place? That was the whole reason I got ESPN Plus to watch us finish in seventh place last year. I think the bigger problem. I think the bigger problem uh, is that uh, the Nets are interested in Oladipo. And how many how many injured legs are you bringing into one place? Well, I mean, to be fair, everybody's kind of interested in over the depot. The Heat are interested in over the depot. That doesn't mean it. That means as much as anything. I think it's just you oh, just can't stand on the court. Kyrie can't stand the court. We don't know what Durant's going to do when he comes back. Well, I think the next. I think to John's point, the Nets have the best offer for Ola Depot, Levert, Dimwitty, and that should get Allen. it done. And then yeah. pay, future pay. And then you got the guys see. that Kyrie wants to get rid of anyway, and they bring in Oladipo. And then you got to see what the Pacers are they going to choose between Miles Turner and Sabonis? Yeah, because those two. So it, it could it could just be like a complete Turner rebuild. I mean, uh, Pacers rebuild. Yeah, and so that it's kind of interesting for a team that seemed to be projected to go in the right way. Uh, just you know, a year ago, essentially, even though there was still some confusion with the Turner and Sabonis combo. From all things considered, that that team seemed to be going in the right direction if you're building a team. 
It's one of the perfect examples. You know, you sign Malcolm Brogdon in the off in the off season. You're getting all the depot back. I mean, the worst, best case is, you know, you make it to the conference finals, obviously. And what if you trade, uh, what if you trade Miles, Tur- what if you trade Oladipo and then trade like Miles Turner for Buddy Hill or something like that? Because I, I keep hearing Buddy Hill is on the market. As a matter of fact, it, uh, it was a, it was a, the Winhurst podcast who was suggesting that, uh, the 76ers trade Al Horford for Buddy Hill because they want to keep uh, – don't they have a, a Bogdanovich or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other so the one that's not in Utah, they've got like a Bogdanovich or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Sacramento is one in Sacramento one in Utah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The one. So they would suggest that maybe uh, Sa- uh, Sacramento would trade Buddy Hill for uh, Al Horford. So they can re-sign him because they messed up because, I don't know, like I said, last, I think it was last week, I don't understand why they re-signed Harrison Barnes and no one else does because you had to re-sign Brian Fitch essentially coming up. So it didn't make sense to re-sign Harrison Barnes. But I, I mean, we, we know why they did it because they were poorly ran. No. They didn't choose Luca. That's all you need to know. No. <laughs> they didn't choose the, like, they didn't choose probably the best player in the playoffs so far for fucking Marvin Bagley, man. I mean, yeah. Who's never on the fucking court. That's so looking I, so bad. It's looking so bad every time Luca plays. I just looked it up, and the teams that are interested in Miles Turner this offseason, as reported, are the Atlanta Hawks, the mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks, who would apparently be interested in swapping Hardaway for him. I wouldn't do that. Other and than who else? The cap. Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, the Lakers are interested in every big man. The 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 Lakers and the Knicks are always interested in yeah. someone. If you go with according to reports, because all of a sudden the Knicks are interested in Lonzo Ball for some reason. Right? What the fuck, we doing? Well, that's another one we should talk about. I mean, it's pretty apparent Lonzo Ball is going to get traded. So is he going to be on the Suns? Is he going to be on the Knicks? Is he going to be on the Hornets? Where do you see him going? Well, wait, why is he getting traded? I never got that far. That's all the – I think that's just all the rumors that I'm hearing swirling around is that Lonzo Ball's going to – we see it every day. Like, what are you talking about? No, I mean – Well, look, look, you you have to extend him and Ingram this summer if you're going to keep him. No, 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 no. Ingram is before Lonzo. Lonzo is next year. They're not in the same draft. Lonzo and Josh Harden in the same draft. No. Yeah, Lonzo and Josh Harden in the same draft. And Kuz. Yeah, and Kuz. But I don't I mean, I mean, look, it's it's kind of all about building this team around Zion. So, like, from the outside, some of these things may not make sense. But Griffin wants to build around – his whole mission being there is to make sure – that what happened with Anthony Davis doesn't happen with Zion. It's, well, I think uh, Lonzo early. had a, but that's he was his, he had an up and down year. Yeah. Like he started the year, he was on the bench. Then he started playing kind of good, and then he was in the bubble and he looked at horrible. But I mean, essentially, Lonzo Ball is kind of one of the best, if not perfect, candidates for Zion Williams. You know he's he's a you know tall guy 
point guard who essentially distributes the ball doesn't require the ball in his hand most of the time. I think that I think people are just disappointed. I think people are just disappointed. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that part, but I don't understand what what Trayton's going to do for that part. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure they want to trade him. Well, that's all the reports that are out there. The rumor, the same rumors like that are like the Lakers are interested in all the deep one miles. Right. It's the same Lonzo Ball rumors. Just, you see that uh, you see his brother sign with Pullman. He didn't do that dumbass big baller brand, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuck. Learn from his idiot brother. <laughs> today they have uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, speculation is that he's uh, he could be traded for the to the uh, Phoenix Suns. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's the Phoenix Suns, the Charlotte Hornets, the New York Knicks is the teams I've seen. Not not sure why why the Hornets would want him. They already have two guards, unless they're trying to get rid of Rozier. Maybe they're trying to get rid of Rozier's contract. Yeah, but I, but I mean, you probably have to kind of pay Lonzo somewhat similar. I think he would fit. Don't they also have Monk? Yeah, yeah is, Monk, is Monk a bust? They, they still Monk have Monk, and I think Monk is actually up for an extension this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's in the same draft as. Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Lonzo's going to end up back in one of the L.A. teams eventually on like one of those mid-level contracts because his career didn't work out. I could see him being a backup on the Clippers or the Lakers eventually. I could see him like on Denver or something. I could see – well, why? I'd rather much have Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's been balling. Oh, no. I mean as a backup. Oh, yeah, as a backup, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean as a star. Or, I mean, you can have play both of them. It's, you know, in the backcourt. I mean, that's just your back. That would be your backcourt. Well, Lonzo suffers from the same thing that Ben Simmons suffers without any of Ben Simmons' talent. You got to be able to shoot, man. Well, yeah, I mean, but if you get him with the right team. But, no, Ben Simmons can shoot. I'm tired of people saying that. He can shoot. He just chooses not to really? Oh. Well, that's part of it, man. You got to choose to shoot. Then man. that's almost that's that's worse than not that's being worse. That's worse, worse than not being able to shoot. I agree. At least with Lonzo, he does shoot. He just can't shoot. He just hasn't fully developed, and that's partly his father's fault. But um, look, he has a lot nights, of he has, he has nights where he'll hit like four out of ten threes. Yeah. So at least he takes the shots, and there is a chance that it'll go in. So you have to defend it. Right, and so when because when he was with the Lakers, that was one of the things they did. They helped him develop his shot better, so he could shoot. So he has the capability of shooting like a three and whatnot. It's just he has to, you know, work obviously work on it more. But Ben Simmons can shoot. I'm tired of people saying he can't shoot. He just refuses to shoot. Tell him that that's worse than that's worse than a man. I agree, but um, but the point is. it's like if you get a coach, for example, the 76ers, they need a coach that'll make him shoot the ball. Just like when I, I brought it up before, when, when Budenholzer got to Milwaukee, he told Giannis, you have to shoot threes. Even if you miss, even even if it looks weird, you have to take threes. You have to be you have to be comfortable enough to shoot those threes. But and who's gonna do that? You're telling me Brant Brown didn't didn't tell him uh hey. Uh, ben, how about shooting some threes? I gotta be honest with you. I mean, 
I think Brett Brown was. I think I think we're starting to see that Brett Brown is this generation's Del Harris. He might just be a bad coach, man. I know, but you tell. But, but Brett Brown had to at some point say, "Hey Ben, start shooting threes. Well, oh, we don't disagree. I don't disagree with you there. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying he might just have been a bad coach. I mean, like 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 a coach is going to tell Ben Simmons and whatever new coach they bring in, he's going to tell Ben Simmons to shoot threes, and Ben Simmons is going to be like, "Nah, I'm good." You well, already, I think the bigger problem me. is. I think the bigger problem is Ben Simmons needs his own team. I don't think they fit. I think they do fit. He just has to shoot. Well, they aren't. Well, their plus minus numbers show they did fit two years yeah. ago. But two years ago, they had like JJ Redick and Ilya Sova, and, and they had a bunch Butler. of shooters. No, this is two years ago. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about last year. No, this is on the same. The same. Uh, so then they had. Well, they had Robert Covington and and Sarich then. What is? What what is the guy? It's the same Winhurst podcast said that they were plus fifteen when they had the both of them on the court, but that was the year that they had Elias. So the year that they lost to the Celtics in round two, yeah, yep, they had they had Covington, that was and, and, and JJ Redick, Eliasova, and Marco uh, Bellinelli, Bellinelli, and the guy that's on Phoenix now. You need shoot, yeah, you need shoot. Dario Dario Stagi. Yeah, Sorry. that's what I said. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. yeah you need shooters if you're gonna have two guys if you're gonna have Embiid who's a spotty three point shooter and you're gonna have Ben Simmons who's not gonna take him. Yeah, and they built the team like they built the team like it's the 1990s with like Al Horford and Tobias Harris. Well, they built that team to specifically take on the Bucks. Unfortunately, that's not how the league works. You gotta you gotta beat you the other hear, team to get to the Bucks. Yeah, you want to you want to hear a really bad stat. Is sure. it about the seventy sixes? Yeah, about about Tobias Harris. Oh god. Markel Fultz hit more three pointers in the playoffs than Tobias Harris. Oh well. Markel Fultz. No, no, that's Orlando. No, that's from the same that's from the same podcast. Well no, you but look, that's a perfect example. You talked about Brent Brent not talking about Ben, but what happened with Markel Fultz? Because he seems like a functional player in Orlando. So the funny thing is, Marco Fultz looks like what they need. Exactly. Marco Fultz <laughs> is a perfect example of what they need. <laughs> so, well, I think that's another shot at Brett Brown because, like, even Jaleel Okafor looked at a lot better last year mm-hmm. in uh, New Orleans. Yeah. And Marco Fultz is looking like a legit player in uh, Orlando. I just think. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna hark back to fucking driving a Mazda Miata when you had a fucking Ferrari in the fucking garage. Well, yeah. The Del, this is the Del Harris situation. Well, like Del Harris. Perfect example okay. is because uh, some months ago, uh, Jimmy was on JJ's podcast, mm-hmm. and he just and he talked about it like he said like when he first got there, they would have a film meeting, and they all just watched film. In silence, and then he goes, "Well, what what was the purpose of that? Why did we just do that?" And it was like, it didn't like you don't a normal coach would go, "Hey, you missed the assignment, woo, woo, this, this, and that." But with Brent, it was like you just watched film in silence and didn't say anything, and then went to practice as if that was doing something. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, what what are we? What what was the purpose of that? It is it's things like that where you go that doesn't make sense. 
And so with that whole Ben, you know, shooting thing, I mean, yeah, you could probably say he said shoot him once, but did he ever tell him if you don't shoot, I'm going to take you off the game? Well, yeah. Well, that was yeah, another thing. Well, that the- what coach is going to do that and have that power? He makes the most money on the team. Well, I mean, it's rookie. It's before, I mean, by and large, besides the uh, Al Horford contract and Tobias Harris contract, they pretty much well, rookie contract. For they the should, the they should have resigned Jimmy Butler and they should have resigned JJ Reddit. I don't know why they thought Tobias Harris and Al Horford would better fit. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, because they talked about that too on that on that pod. Like it was like on that podcast. Yeah, yeah. it was like it, it, it was like they were doing weird things in it. And if it, all of a sudden they just felt like they didn't want them, and it and it's partly because um, for that organization there's a lot of turnover. Uh, there's not besides you know what happened with um, the first guy that was there, uh, and then Colangelo took over for him. Uh, after the Colangelo incident, it seemed like there wasn't a lot of front front office, you know, there wasn't a hierarchy, and now they're starting to try to build a hierarchy, but those guys seem like they just want deals. They want to, you know, make deals, whether it's trades or big free, you know, free signings, not really put a team together. I think that's part of so. So Aaron Gordon is leaving leaving the bubble due to injuries and the events that happen with, like, the campus stuff. Like, I guess he's just out. Aaron Gordon. Well, yeah. I mean, Orlando, Orlando could uh, Orlando could leave as a whole. I mean, like they're not getting past the Bucks anyway. Yeah, they're about to lose anyway. I mean, he he wasn't playing anyway. He was yeah hurt. So, I mean, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> it would be but nice no, if he was you, playing. Though. You look at the Philadelphia 76ers and on the market, they're looking like man, we could really use a hardened Beal type guy, and the guy who's that. The guy who's that within their range would be uh, Fultz. Yeah, yeah, but why would Orlando trade Fultz? He's looking like he's gonna be. No, somebody. that's what I'm saying though. Is instead of they, they gave him away for nothing. They gave him away for yeah. what was it, Ross? Yeah, that's re- that's really bad management. Well, like, well, he was the back. number one pick. Yeah, going back, I mean the whole thing, the whole the whole situation around that draft is is bad because first off. You know, you got smuggled by Danny Ainge. It's like and Danny, Danny Ainge told him he was he was he told him he was scammed him when he scammed him. He said he straight up told them we're we know that we can get the guy we want with with uh, the third pick. Perfect. Right. It's like it, yeah, because the Lakers were not going to take Jason Tatum. The Lakers was set on Lonzo Ball. Well, yeah. was set on Lonzo Ball. Well, he was running the Lakers at the time. That's so. So, so if you're the, so if you're the, if you're the seventy sixers, the guy just told you, hey, the guy who, by the way, has a be- much better track record of drafting players. Great. Hey, you're gonna, t- we know you're trading up to take Markel Fultz. You take him, and we know the Lakers are gonna take Ball. We're gonna get our guy at third, and it was easily Tatum. Everybody knew it was Tatum, and, I mean, we're, it was a- and we're confident he's gonna be better than your guys. Right. At that point, why don't well, you how take good would Tatum? Tatum? How good would Tatum have fit with like Ben Simmons and uh, uh, Embiid? Embiid. I mean, he would have been perfect. Yeah, I mean, 
he would have he would have essentially kind of played off the dribble. Essentially, he would have. I mean, been spotting up, but I mean, obviously, he would have. They would have been taking turns. You know, dribbling. Like at the ball. that point, if I'm if I know Danny Ainge is as good as he is at drafting, I'm, and I know he's set on Tatum, I just take Tatum. Well, yeah, I mean, if Danny Ainge is calling, the joke is you you hang up and disconnect the phone. So, <laughs> I mean, Danny Ainge was right or not overpaying um Horford, who looks washed up this year. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it, it was not just Fultz. I mean, they gave away Nerlens Noel for nothing. They gave away Okafor for nothing. Guys, they drafted really high in the draft. They ended up losing them and getting nothing back in for for either of those players. Well, that was part of what you call it, though, too, because he gave up Mike Carter-Williams at the time, who was decent. Um, that was uh, – who who was the, the GM who did it the, who did the the tanking on purpose? Hanky. Sam Hanky. Yeah, Hanky. Sam Hanky. Yeah. I mean, that was him. He didn't really – he was just trying to get talent. He really – he wasn't really trying to build a roster. I think when Colangelo came – they were so busy trying to, you know, be like, oh, we're not tanking, we're not tanking, you know, trying to – because the NBA, I mean, the league got so sick of it because it was just so blatant. And it was just so focused on being, well, we're not tanking, we're not tanking. They didn't try to build a roster, and now we are eight years in the process. And the process is incomplete because – The process hasn't gotten out of round two. Well, yeah, the process is incomplete because nobody built the roster. Everybody well, they drafted went, poorly for all those picks. Like, I mean, they hit on Ben Simmons. He was first round, first overall pick, and there was like it was a no brainer that he had talent. So, sure. I mean, and and they hit on Embiid, but they struck out with Noel. They struck out with Fultz. They struck out with uh, Okafor. Julia Okafor. Julia Okafor. I mean, those were three really high picks where they struck out completely. Yeah. Like, like said, and if you remember, Jalil Okafor didn't want to be there from get go. Yeah. Remember, like the press conference with him just throwing down the fucking the jersey. He was told because he he was he thought he was going to the Lakers. He was like, "I'm gonna be a Laker. I'm gonna be getting the ball from Kobe." I was like, "What?" Oh, he was so upset. You can see it in his face. Oh, you can see there's that famous like press conference where he's just like, "Fuck this." Shit. Yeah, and the league had already changed by then. Like the league had already moved away from Jalil Okafor types, and they were slow right. to change with it. Yeah, and it was like I said, you were you're just getting at that point. They were just getting talent. They weren't trying. Well, the problem. person they should have taken at three was Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think too at the time, I think that was when they had Sarah. Who's the person that like? That's the person the Lakers should have taken at two, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think they had Sarge though at that point, or they were about. To yeah, but then they drafted Okafor and Embiid. They weren't drafting position; they were just drafting whoever they thought was the best available player. Oh yeah. At absolutely. one point on their roster, they had o- Okafor, Embiid, and Noel, who all played the same position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I totally forgot true. about Nerlens Noel. Who like? Well, who's dumber than Nerlens Noel? He turned down like eighty million. Now he's playing for like the league minimum. I mean, yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad thing for him. Uh, I mean, I hope he, he fired a uh, clutch sports. I hope he fired clutch. I mean, they screwed uh, Caldwell Tavius out of some money. They, they screwed him out of thirty million. He turned down eighty, and the Lakers have only paid him fifty. 
That's why. Yeah, KCP. that's why. That's why he's making random amount of money for some strange reason. Yeah, because he turned down. It was a guaranteed him and he was a guaranteed eighty from the Pistons, and uh, Nerlens Noel was a guaranteed seventy million from the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, which he would have listened. That's just bad, man. That's bad when your agent costs you that much money. <laughs> that's how you get fired. <laughs> if you're an agent, that's how you get fired. That is how you get fired, yeah. That's how you get fired. It's how reason you cost money. It costs me my money. So one thing we haven't talked about yet, uh, surprisingly, it seems like it happened a million years ago, but it happened between the pods. Is Luca's shot? Oh, I mean, we, that 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 seems like ten years ago. It does seem like it's ten years ago, but it just happened over the weekend. I know we were all in the in the thread together, like going crazy over Luca's shot. Yeah, so we did an emergency pod. We didn't do an emergency pod. Yeah, well, yeah, but like I said, it, it was you know. It, what a difference a week makes because a week ago, I mean, that doesn't happen and it looked like maybe the Clippers would kind of take advantage and, and and then it looked like Dallas was slowly egging it on and then we briefly mentioned about Paul George and his issues. That kind of didn't help the Clippers and then KP got hurt and then yeah, I mean, Luka got hurt and then that, that shot kind of happened. So yeah, I mean <laughs> that shot was crazy. It's like trying to get him to go to the lane though. It seemed like he he knew he was gonna take that shot, that, ex- that exact shot at that end. The switch the switch up and ending up with Reggie Jackson on him was just awful. Yeah. Yeah. But then they rebounded and Paul George had his best game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think he him and uh Kawhi were the first Playoff teammates to score thirty points in thirty minutes. Yeah, I, I read. So that was the game that Paul George like came back right. and answered all his critics. Yeah. So it's, I mean, if you if you could get Paul George playing like that, they are going to be hard to beat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a team that we were supposed to be getting. You know, this whole series. That's the team that's supposed to. You know. Challenge the Lakers for that spot in the finals. Because Kawhi Leonard has been playing like Kawhi Leonard the entire series. It was Paul George that was iffy. Yeah, I think, yeah. and then they they all too. And I think Luca, similar to uh, uh, Booker, may set himself up to where those two cities are going to be destinations for free agents this offseason, this shortened offseason. What else? Uh, I don't know. Dallas, even with Luca and, and Porzingis, Dallas has never really been a place. Because remember, Dallas had like a big three at one point of Michael Finley, Steve Nash, and uh, Dirk Nowitzki, and they couldn't get anyone. Get- Dallas has never really been a free agent place. Dallas is a place that always has to trade. For, so Dallas is a place that if you have like somebody who's not happy, is a place where they'll trade for them. Because that's how they got Jason Kidd that second time, remember? Yeah. Because Jason K was tired of being on the Nets, and he didn't see there as a title place anymore. So then they, they traded. Uh, Devin, uh, what was that guy's name? That guy had Harris. a decent career. Devin Harris. Uh, 
Devin Harris. Yeah, thank you. They traded Devin Harris and picks for Jason Kidd, and Jason Kidd was a big part of the team that won the title. Mm-hmm. 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 They got uh, Tyson Chandler too. Tyson Chandler, Sean Marion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karan Butler, I think, was on that team. He, he was on the team, but he got injured that year. Yeah. Uh, who else was on that team? <laughs> There's a couple people on that team. A lot of a lot of former guys who's on. Jason Terry was on that team. Yeah, just Terry, yeah, obviously. I'm not. So Dallas is always a place that, like, well, I can see Dallas being a place that trades for a disgruntled star, but yeah, no one ever seems to want to sign there. I can see a Gallinari or uh, Whiteside going there. Uh, I just don't pay. I mean, I just wouldn't pay Whiteside. I could see something better than that. I could see like that could be a spot for like a Bradley Beal or something like that. They just throw a bunch of trades. Yeah, if you trade somebody for somebody. Yeah, because eventually Bradley Beal is going to get tired of losing, and they've got like a bunch of Knicks picks and stuff like that they could trade. Well, is Bradley Beal just waiting on John Wall to come back though? Officially, I think that's what it. They they want to give it one more try. They've said they've said publicly they want to give it one more try. And John Wall said that he was healthy enough to play in the bubble, but for whatever reason, the team decided to hold him back from it. Well, they've got a high draft pick, right? And Bradley Beal just had his best year, and Rudy Hachimura is looking like he might be something. Yeah. And the East is always up in the air, so if they give it one more try next year, maybe they could get to, like, a second round or a sneak into something. So I think they are going to give it one more. I don't think you could trade Bradley Beal off of the year he just had. Well, I think – but I think the opposite. I think because of the year you just had, you trade. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, I think they th- – I, I agree with you they should trade him. But I think they're going to be like, man, we can't give this guy up. We're not going to get anything as good as him. It depends on, it depends on what, your, what your motivation is. Like, if your motivation is to tank and rebuild for a little while. Like, the team apparently is has been over the cap for the last two years. Yeah. So if there's if they want to get under the cap and not be, pay the repeater tax for a team that's barely in the playoffs, they could always. I mean, the team could just rebuild and get rid of Beal. Well, I think their view is we're stuck with John Wall regardless. Yeah. Let's just give it one more try. And, and well, here's the thing: like, if Bradley Beal wants to get the most money, right, he could just get a sign and trade. Like, okay, guys, like I gave it one more try. Sign me for the most money and trade me. Well, Brad, yeah. well, Bradley Beal's already signed and locked down for like six years. No, no, he has an opt out next year. Yeah, he's not yeah, signed. Yeah, yeah. For like, remember, he only opted into like two years. He, he's for free agent next year. Yeah, yeah. Remember, Joe? Um, I thought the two years was an extension on top of his previous extension. No, but it's an extension. But there's an opt out next year because he could get the most money that way. Right. So. Like, let's say, like, they say, we're going to give this year one more try, and it doesn't work out. He could just do, like, what Durant did. Like, well, look, I want all my money. Just sign me and trade me. Sign and trade. So his, so his opt-out is the 22-23 season. He's locked down for this year, next year, and the year after. Well, this year is pretty much – this year for him is over. This year is done. So, so then you're – Right. So next year so, is 20. So you can lock him in for three years – and then his uh, opt-in is a $38 million opt-in, and he's probably going to opt-in. Well, no, he's not going to opt-in because he's still young. What are yeah. you talking about? He's not old. I'm looking at the – Is Bradley Bill even uh, – is Bradley Bill even, even 30? He's, no, he's 27, so. 26 or 27. 
So yeah, he'll still be. I mean, he'll still be good, but it, people don't turn down thirty-seven million dollar options. Well, what are you talking about? A, a whole bunch of people turned out thirty-seven million dollars options. Not thirty-seven million. Well, it depends on the situation. Just like you know, everybody supposedly didn't, you know, turn down the fifteen percent trade kicker until it's a team you want to go to, like Anthony Davis. By the way, they are never getting rid of that John Wall deal. They're never getting rid of it. I'm looking at the payroll right now, and John Wall and Bradley Beal's contracts line up. So John Wall got paid 37 mil this year. He gets paid 40 mil the next year. The year after that, 43. And then he has an opt-in, which I'm guaranteeing you, he takes the opt-in. He has an an opt-in on the 22-23 season for $46 million. Well, so essentially they both become free agents the same time. No, but he's definitely opting in. Like John Wall's opting. That's a, that's almost right. fifty million dollars for a season. So so yeah, their contracts are lined up because they both have the same length and they both have a player option for their last season. So that's pretty much your cap. Is <laughs> them. That's yeah. your cap space. For the next and that's the argument for trading. That's and that's honestly the argument for trading Beal is that you just trade Beal. Uh, reportedly, as long as they keep John Wall out and the teams keep teams doctors keep saying he can't play, you you keep collecting the the insurance money pays for his contract. It's on the cap, but they're not paying it mm-hmm. out, or at least they pay part of it. Depending yes. On so like this, well, we we know everybody wants Beal. We know every team wants Beal. No, yeah, absolutely. And and he's going to get a haul. He, they're going to get a haul for him. They're going to get picks. They're going to get young players. The only thing, though, for, I guess, Bill would be is the contract because of the the player option and because of the 15% trade, you know, kicker and those kind of things. Just because, just from a general standpoint of cap space, I think that probably – like somebody like Dallas probably speaking of, you know, you bring him up, probably trade like Tim Hardaway and stuff. They're they're one of the few teams who actually have cap space for the next year. But then there's teams that want to save cap for the next free age. Well, you can see like the see like the Warriors trade Wiggins in the pick farm. Yeah. That works. Like if you just say, We're gonna put Clay at the three, put Beal at the two, put Steph at the one. Because I don't think the Warriors want to fucking pay a, a fucking pick that they're never going to play. Well, I don't know. I think they would play their pick if, they, if they're if they drafted. Well, did you listen to the Winhurst podcast? Because he was like their general manager was like, yeah, we, we're not trying to do a five-year turn this player into something. Thing. Well, yeah. I think they're looking to trade that pick. Well, I, obviously, yeah. Everybody says, yeah, they're trading that pick. But, I mean, if they can't find a deal – that is worthy of what they want, I expect that they'll find someone they like that they'll be able to play. Well, I think they might even trade the pick just for like a bunch of backup players is what I heard from one podcast. Like, look, even if there's not... I'm just telling you what I heard. Like, look, even if there's not like uh, a great player we want, like we could get like a lot of bench help because they think with Wiggins and Clay and Steph coming back and Draymond, they might have enough. Well, no, I mean, there's also because they're another team that's over the cap too. 
And you know, they're a team that's over the cap, and they're really going to be hurt because they spent so much money on that arena. That was supposed to be how they made all the money back, right? And they and they, you know, are about to do the repeat attacks too. You talked about Washington; they're they're another team that is about to do the repeat attacks. So I mean, I I think for the whole thing, getting a rookie is probably going to be cheaper than getting a bunch of vets, even if it's mid level vets or whatever. Just getting a rookie, but you know, maybe they just need. Uh, enough guys to you know fill the roster would be the only probably thing if you're trading a pick for just veterans at a low price because obviously you're not getting three guys that make like 15 mil or something you're probably getting you know veterans that make less than 10 million each they were one of the teams that was in discussion for uh, Turner that they could trade the pick for Turner for Miles Turner. See, I don't know if they, they would do that because Miles Turner is making making a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know how they yeah. work it out financially. Yeah. They did unless you get caps to take Draymond. Uh, so yeah, Miles Miles Turner's contract is uh is an amazing contract. I mean he only makes eighteen million dollars every single year for the next four years. Yeah, it's not it's not like horrible like Al Horford, but for Golden State, they're they're so if over Miles, the cap space. Best player. But if Miles Turner is your like your fifth best player, you're a pretty good team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, for, for Golden State, it's because eighteen mil, even though it's not a lot in most cases for teams, it's a lot for Golden State because of who they're paying. On top of that, eighteen mil. Yeah, I mean, so could you trade next next year? Curry's making forty three, Clay's making thirty five, Wiggins is making twenty nine, and Draymond's making twenty two. The cap is only one hundred and five, one hundred and nine. That's like they're way so million. Would you, what are you trading the pick and? Are you just trading the pick for Turner? Are you trading the pick and Wiggins? What are you doing? Probably the pick and you, you try to take him, get him to take Draymond. I don't think they take Draymond though. I'd rather have Miles Turner at this point than Draymond Green, man. Yeah, but you're Especially not just you're, you're not just getting Draymond. You're getting Draymond, and you're getting the second overall pick. Oh yeah, and, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot but, about that. Yeah, but still, Indiana is a small market team, and they, they ain't trying to be over luxury tax either. Well, you got to figure they're going to be losing uh, Oladipo as well. Yeah, so so I mean, because they're definitely trading Oladipo. They're definitely trading. Oladipo. So so if you're trading Oladipo, yeah, and you, if you're trying to get something for that, you have to get something back for that. Well, yeah, but you're gonna so, you can get. So look, if you're trading Oladipo and you're bringing in Levert and you're bringing in uh, Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, and now you turn that's eighteen mil right there. You turn Turner into Draymond, like you're you're close to the and the number two pick and the number two pick, number two pick. So maybe you bring in Wiseman or you bring in Edwards or whoever you're you like at that position. Maybe you're even getting ball. Like I mean, you, that's a that's a a lot of new guys at positions that you kind of upgraded. I mean, Just you t- probably want you probably want to take Wiggins in the pick more than Draymond in the pick. Yeah, I'd rather have Wiggins. <laughs> I think in this situation. 
But I mean, he, Wiggins is making twenty nine mil, so that puts him even close, like more. Over no, there. but I think I think the problem is the Warriors want a uh, a wing, so I think they actually like Wiggins. From everything yeah. that I heard from like Steve Kerr and stuff, and even Draymond Green is like, look, we're not asking Andrew Wiggins to be the number one player. We're no, just asking yeah. him to be essentially what a uh, Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Barnes was in Wiggins. Yeah. And Wiggins has a better offensive game than Harrison Barnes, not a better defensive game. But That's the problem. Uh, I would, I would argue him. Wiggins is probably going to be a better defensive player than Harrison Barnes. Is. So that's I mean, the, but that's well, the you got to remember on that on, oh. on that title team, Harrison Barnes was a good defensive player. He just wasn't. He a was good. good. Yeah, no, he was a good team defensive player. I mean, he wasn't locking down people or nothing. But so that's all I team. mean. Yeah, he was a good team, but I think Wiggins Wiggins obviously has the capability of being a better defender than he actually is. And well, I we're think... all disappointed with Andrew Wiggins because me and John thought Andrew Wiggins was going to be <laughs> fucking Kobe Bryant. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And then he teased us again this season at the beginning of the season. Yeah, when he had like that hot team. first two weeks, and we were like, "Oh my God, he's tar- he's found that Kobe this Bryant here again." This is it, and it's like no. Even like when Kobe Bryant was alive, he was like, "I see a lot of myself in him." Yeah, Fuck he just doesn't it. want it. <laughs> yeah, is that is is that a killer instinct? He has no instinct. <laughs> but no, that's going to be the problem with trading that first round pick. Is any player they bring back for that first round pick, they've got to match salaries as well. Yeah, and they're oh, they're way over the cap. So unless you get someone to take Draymond Green, or you have to get rid of Wiggins. Yeah, I don't. So, I mean, so they got to move one of those two salaries to bring in another star player, right? Or at least to bring in a bunch of, like you just said, like you said earlier, Ralph, about a bunch of veterans. Even if he's just doing that, you still probably want to get rid of one of those contracts in the process. Even if you don't want to get rid of the talent, you know, whether you you probably don't want to get rid of Draymond, you probably just want to get rid of Draymond's contract. Uh, I think that I think you they want to get rid of Draymond. No, I, I'm, at this point, they are very happy with Draymond. So Draymond's 30 years old, and he has five years on the books. At 35, well, like he's going to have an opt-in for $27 million. Like I said, you want to get rid of his contract. Very much so. <laughs> that's, that's very much the thing. His contract is, is hideous, but they obviously signed him. Yeah, but... Contract. Green is only good on a great team. Draymond Good. Right. We saw this year. Draymond Green is not even good on a. He's not. Well, the Warriors are historically bad. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he finishes they on the Pistons. But he. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a Pistons move. Like he feels like 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 he's <laughs> from Mich- he's from Michigan. We like bringing home the guys who, who are from Michigan. I bet he finishes on the Pistons. Mm-hmm. You think that'll happen soon, or like this, like in a couple of seasons? Or okay, hold on, hold on, John. Would you rather have Draymond Green or Blake Griffin? Draymond, like just because he can stay on the court, but like you're not winning with either of them. Draymond is healthy, surprisingly healthy. He stays healthy. He's he's older. Like he's he looked washed at certain points last year. Yeah. Well, he's washed because that. I don't know if he looked he looked washed because that team was awful. Yeah. And he's not meant to be as 
He's not even meant to be a third best player. I think he's meant to be like your fourth best player. Well, well that's why I think he, that's I mean, why I think he might be a good fit for the Pacers. Honestly, if you're if you were going that route, he's your fourth best player. Right. He's your facilitator, uh, and he's I mean he's a Midwest guy. He doesn't have a problem living in the Midwest. Yeah, he's 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 not like oh I want to be playing a big market kind of guy. I mean. You you say that until you've been to the finals like five times with the Golden State Warriors, and you go to fucking Indiana where no one gives a fuck about you, and you're like, oh, that. Uh, I mean, uh, we, oh, I, we saw Blake Griffin that. No, why do you think like Jordan Clarkson was depressed? Exactly. When yeah. I read, the, when I read then, the Lakers trade yeah. for Turner, it it included Kuzma to Indiana. Yeah, uh, put a bullet in that yeah. kid's head. Put a bullet in that kid's head. How, how do you think Kuzma's going to enjoy it? Jenner- <laughs> Kendall Jenner ain't jumping in your DMs in fucking Indiana. Nope. nope. She don't get the next one. I mean, you better leave her alone to begin with. But... Didn't she leave Blake Griffin once he was at Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. My love doesn't extend to Detroit. It's it's a it's a Los Angeles kind of love. Because Jordan Clarkson was the original Kuzma. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson was like banging out supermodels when he was in Lakers. Should take trips. Should take trips to uh, Phoenix though. Apparently, she takes trips to Philadelphia too. Apparently, or did at least. Well, because those. Philadelphia is a big city, man. Philadelphia is not like uh, Indiana oh, no, or Detroit. And Phoenix, at least the weather is nice. Sometimes. Yeah, man. But going to like Detroit and Indiana, oh no. Or Utah or whatever the fuck. Jordan. Yeah, he's a- Wasn't Jordan Clarkson in a, a cab at one yeah, point? He's playing with Cleveland. He's playing with LeBron. Yeah. Ain't nobody going there. That was the deal they that the the Cavs helped the Lakers get LeBron. Yeah, because I think the Cavs just they knew he wasn't gonna resign. They're just like, uh, I think Dance. What what is the owner's name? Yeah. He really wants to prove that he could build a winner without LeBron, which he has never done. I think he just wants control more than anything. He wants to over show LeBron, and he just wants control. Control of a really awful franchise that has that's overpaying Kevin Love and is overpaying a drum. Over the last few few years, he's tried to sell the team to buy the Pistons because he's from Detroit. Detroit, yeah. I was just gonna say that. Oh, get out! Yeah. So like every time, every time he comes close to doing it, I get a little nervous. I'm like, no, no, it's gonna happen. Well, you, well, you much rather own the Detroit Pistons than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Detroit Pistons have a much better history than the Cavs, besides LeBron James. Right, outside of LeBron, yeah. not, not you've good. got like you've got like the bad boys, and then you got the Chauncey Billups team. Detroit's actually a good basketball team. Yeah. They don't especially they, they, they draw about the same amount of home. Well, that's because they didn't have LeBron James, man. Right. Like if the Detroit Pistons ever had LeBron James, they would be like selling out. Absolutely. Especially with that new arena they have. Or will get. Yeah. But look, we're gonna be selling out next year when we got both balls and we have J. Cole. <laughs> I don't understand why you think the ball is gonna be there. I'm just saying what's rumored that we're like apparently interested in, in Lonzo. No, I'm not talking about Lazo. I'm talking about the good one. Like Lamelo ain't gonna fall that far. No, but uh, uh, he was on. He Bill might. Simmons. 
it was on Bill Simmons though, where they were saying like, if you were going to trade up, this is the draft to trade up because a lot of the uh, general managers don't want to be at the top of this draft. They don't want to pay someone top three money. Yeah. None of the, cause none of the guys, like the draft is a, is a, it's a bad draft, but it's a deep draft. So like the guys in the top three are probably about as good as the guys you can get seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Was it like, it was like two weeks ago. I asked you, who would you rather have like Lonzo ball or Derek Rose on the show? And you was like, Oh, Derek Rose. Yeah. You, all right. No, I, no, I'm, I'm just saying like, if, if they wanted to draw seats and they wanted to like entertain, I mean, I guess having the two, the, having the balls and their dad in the circus and what do, throw J Cole out there. What do we, what do we think Lonzo balls NBA career is? He's just like a, a solid role player slash starter slash backup. I mean, I look at him like kind of where the cross worlds for Jason Kidd was back in the day when he was kind of moving from team to team. And he was everybody- – Well, Jason Kidd was was traded because he beat his wife. They didn't trade him because he wasn't a good player. He got traded multiple times. He wasn't beating his wife. Well, he got traded from da- – No. What, what did they trade from Dallas from? To Phoenix? Because he was traded from Dallas to Phoenix, right? Yeah, that's when he had the blonde And hair. then, like – yeah, then he was traded from the Suns to the Nets because he beat yeah. his wife. And then, like, he requested a trade from the, the Nets Dallas. to Dallas yeah. because the Nets weren't good anymore. So you could honestly say he was traded. Well, I don't even remember. Was he traded or was he a free agent to go from Dallas to Phoenix? No, that's the Steve Nash deal. It's the Steve Nash deal, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, because he. They were good in Phoenix. He had Antonio McDice one season, and then, like, the last time Penny Hardaway was any good when they lost to the Lakers in round two, which no one remembers but me. I don't <laughs> – I, I, I used to think that Lonzo Ball would be in the uh, Michael Carter-Williams. Like, like that's where his, his level was, but he's shown glimpses of being better. So, I, I, mean, yeah. I just don't know – I don't know what he is. Like, he's never – he doesn't play – he doesn't show it consistently enough. And that's the problem. His extension's coming up next year, and like, what do you do? Like, you almost don't. You almost don't want him on your teams because you don't want to have to make that decision with him of like being the yeah. guy who has to extend Lonzo Ball. I think I really do think he's going to end up back on one of the LA teams. But this don't fit for him though, right now, at least, and for those teams. Well, well, that that's not going to be next year. That's going to be in a few years. I think he'll end up back on one of the LA teams. I I don't really. I don't really know what Lonzo Ball is. Like I didn't know what he was when he was a Laker. I just thought he was – I just I, – I, I don't think he's better than De'Aaron Fox, but I don't think he's much worse than De'Aaron Fox because I don't know what De'Aaron Fox is. I think De'Aaron Fox right him. now is better than uh, Ball. I mean, just I – don't, I don't disagree with you. I just think he took a step. Well, was he injured this year? What was the deal with De'Aaron Fox? Um, no, just everybody else from the team what. But but everybody else on the team was injured. There's like no consistency there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he was he was hurt like a little. I mean, I think he was hurt a little from the start of the season. But outside of that, well, one thing we know, Sacramento's never given up on De'Aaron Fox because he's the face of the franchise. So he's definitely better than Alonzo Ball. Well, he's pretty much all they have outside of Bagley and Giles. If you if you still have faith in Giles. I just think, and, and I guess if they try to keep the Boyanovich, yeah, I just think Ball is probably going to end up being, being a starter, but like you better have a good backup because yeah, 
He's gonna I, go. Like I said, that's what I think he's gonna be. Like I said, I, I look at him like kind of like how Jason Kidd was those early years when he used to call him Aeson because he didn't have a J. And there was yeah. even though he was playing well at some points, it, it still was a lot of talk about what to do with him. Essentially, there was this kind of similar talk about you know where does he fit and how does he. I mean, Jason Kidd's really his career really doesn't take off till he's with the Nets, to be honest, even though he does have like, you know, kind of rookie. Well, they were good in Phoenix. They were good in Phoenix. They just ran into the Lakers. Yeah. But I mean, the the best, the prime Jason Kidd is, and obviously it was the the Nets. It's the Nets. So, I mean, his, so I mean. And he was important on that Nick. Yeah, the Knicks team. I mean, so that his rock is very rock, important on the Dallas and the Knicks team. Yeah. yeah, so I mean that that's like six years in his career almost <laughs> when he gets to New Jersey. So the Phoenix Suns are looking to uh, trim payroll. That's one of the reasons that they're looking at him is because they're trying to find a way to switch him out for Rubio. That'd that be- actually makes sense then. So, do you think that they would take Rubio for Ball? That team might help, or that trade might help both teams. I mean, honestly, if you're looking to to down downgrade your payroll, uh, Ruby, Rubio's a lot more expensive than Ball. Ball is not but, that much worse. Yeah. Oh, I think Rick Rubio's a lot. I think Rick Rubio's a lot. I think Rick Rubio's slight is underrated, man. Well, I, mean, I think the last three. I think the last three team, two teams that had him should have kept him. I think that Minnesota should have kept him. And I think Utah should have kept him. Well, Utah was getting Mike Conley, so there was no. I think I'd rather team. have Ricky Rubio than Mike Conley. I'd rather too. have Mike, Mike Conley makes a lot of money. I rather Mike Conley makes a lot of money. Yeah, and I and this is the cap guy saying I'd rather have Michael Conley, who is like who. You know, Rubio is making like 18 mil and Conley's making what, like 40? Yeah, I'd rather have Mike Con- I mean, Ricky Rubio. I ra- and oh. I'd still rather have Mike Conley. <laughs> Con- Conley, has, Con- Conley has is being paid 32 million this year. And uh, it's going to be interesting. The team has an option on him next year for 34. Yeah, his team That because this is this is still the contract he got from Memphis. He's on. So the team could could at the end of the season say, "I'm sorry, we're not offering you 34 mil." Yeah, I don't see that happening though. Unless something drastic happens, it looks like Utah is probably going to make uh, beat the Denver in the first round and make it to the second round, especially that too, like, back on his play. Murray. Well, that, that's something we should talk about because that got lost in the Luka Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell have been dueling. Well. It's been more Donovan Mitchell than Murray. No, Murray had no. points in the same game Donovan Mitchell had. What are you talking about? They both had 51 points in the same game. But Donovan Mitchell had consecutive 50-point games, and that was only – No, was no, that game. wasn't consecutive. Game, yeah, consecutive. It was game one. They were broken up, and in, no, and in game was, one, Murray had 30, broken and up. Murray had like 37 in that game. Right. But Donovan – And in the last game, Donovan had Murray was balling. But that – but that's the outlier. Was that last game? Outside of that, in that game, he no. That's not the outlier. Murray's been balling that whole series, man. Nah, he struggled in game three. I think it is. Okay, well, he struggled in one game, but like, I mean, they they played four in right. three of the games. He scored fifty one, thirty seven, and like forty two. Right. No, they played five. 
Right. Yeah. Five. Five. yeah. So I mean, it, so out of two. They're, so I mean, they're, but they're dueling. Is played, I think the lowest Donovan they're dueling, is, man. but the the lowest Donovan has scored is like thirty something. Well, I think we all know Donovan Mitchell is better than Murray. I'm just saying that we're seeing like something special with Murray right now. And and then you know that's been the one thing about Murray is he's not consistent. Well, that teams also have a lot of injuries, isn't like Gary Harris and Will Barton is out, right? Yeah. And Between those two teams, who do you think gives the Clippers a better matchup? Probably the Jazz, because that's the next round. Probably, probably the way the way probably is Utah the way they're playing these last couple of games. They've been playing. Who does Utah have to guard Kawhi and um, Paul George though? Nobody. Because you could throw like Paul George and uh, Kawhi at Donovan Mitchell, right? But I mean, where no nobody, the Clippers, nobody on Denver can guard either of those guys either. Though they don't really, yeah, but they, the, the Clippers, Craig, I guess, Craig, Craig. But the Clippers have no one that could guard Jokic. Yeah, but Jokic hasn't been playing that well either. That's another. Well, look, it, let's go then, because John, you like Jokic, and I'm like, I just don't see it. I don't like Jokic. I just defend him is from the stats standpoint of like he is a top five guy. I don't know I don't about top, top five. Guy. I, I I get top if you were saying top ten, I would I would well, get top top ten. Well, well, he's been, okay, well he's been top five the last two years in MVP. No, he hasn't. He, he was only top five last year, not the year before. He, no, this year, I'm saying he, this, the, this year he's very likely going to be. Top oh, you're five. counting. You're counting this year too. Well, we don't know that yet. We know that the top three is – we don't know who the other two right. are. But, I mean, it's very likely that he'll get the same amount of MVP votes he got last year. Would he, though? Because I'm not sure about that. Well, would he? Because you've got – you would have to think that Kawhi or Anthony Davis or maybe even Luka would get more votes than Yeah, him. so that's three people right there. It well, I, I think spots. the Anthony Davis votes probably all went to LeBron. No, I don't think so. Because I don't know about that. Kawhi sat out a lot of games. Kawhi Kawhi sat out a lot of games, which hurt him last year. Yeah, but the same people who complained about him not playing is the same people who put him in MVP voted this year. So again, you you're losing spots because it's just more people. So I don't. I would I would be interested to see if Jokic is a top five this guy. This year, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I don't know. I think he'd be. I think NBA last, last year he was team. fourth. Yeah, uh huh. And he was the youngest player well, that, by far. Yeah, in before, the, he was the youngest player by far in the MVP voting. But last year, Denver was a better team than they have been this year. I don't know what the issue. Last had. year, the, the Denver Nuggets was the second seeded team. Last yeah, year. so I don't. I don't know what the issue is between now and then. Even even during the regular season, I'm talking. Well, the about- issue is like, the issue is like we had to stop. No, I'm like, talking about they, the they were season though too. Like they weren't. No, but like we had to stop. Like they were still like neck and neck with the Clippers before we stopped. Well, no, but, but the Clippers weren't that much ahead of well, them. No, but uh, but Denver was struggling like the first like month in the season. Like it was it wasn't the same as like. Well, because he had to work his way back into shape. Because remember, he came back fat. Right. Jokic, I'm talking about. Yeah. He came back really fat, and he had to work his way back in shape. Yeah, but, I mean, that's happened before, though. That... So, I mean. I'm not a huge fan of his. I'm just, 
I just I just say like look he's 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 there's not that many people at 23 who already have like a top four MVP voting season. Yeah. And his what he does like last year Murray wasn't even where he is now. He basically on his own as the mm-hmm. superstar of that team took them to the second seed. So I mean last year. Yeah. yeah. So I mean so I mean when I when I defend him in conversations, it's it's more from the standpoint of I like him over Towns now. I like him over Anthony oh. Davis because on his own, I would not take him over. I would well, not take well, him. Well, look, he, well, this, well, well, look, but, he does everything but, Anthony Davis does, and it's and he's done no, he it on his own. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He does not defend. Yeah, he's no. He's not. He doesn't defend. Yeah, he's not anywhere on Anthony Davis level. He, he's a better shooter. Player. He's a better passer. Uh, I don't know about that. He's a better shooter and a better pa- no. He's a better shooter and a better passer. I don't know, but he's not a better think, scorer. I don't know. I think that's objective. I, I don't know if he's quote unquote better. No, he's a better shooter and a better passer. He's just not a better defender or a better scorer. Better shooter, like from the field and three point line. Yeah, he's a better. He's a better. He's a better from the three point. Better three point shooter. Like yeah, he's a better three point shooter. Like miles apart or like by a percentage. I'll find out. Right now. Well, let me look. I'm gonna. Look, I'll. I'll look it up. Because, good job. But 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 I mean, basically, basically, out of those bigs, though, like he's he's done more to win. Even if even if you don't say, say no, they no, he has it. They've been they've been to the same exact spot. Yeah, for the most part, there is no point Although, at the Look, he's only 23. The other guy, uh, Anthony Davis, is closer to 26, 27. Like yeah. at at twenty three, he didn't take his team. He didn't get fourth place in MVP voting and take his team to the second seed of the West. He didn't do it. Well, hold on. Yes, he did. He got he got third place in MVP built two years ago. But did it equate? Did it equate to winning for the team? Come on, Anthony Davis. They went to the same round. They went to the same round that he went second round, and they lost to the Warriors. Yeah, that was that was the year they was missing Drew. That was 2015, or I think that. No, that was that was the year that they that was the year they smoked the Trailblazers oh, okay. and they got smoked by the Warriors. Okay, that was that year. Okay, that was the year he, Anthony Davis finished third in MVP. Gotcha. Program. Okay, I think that was 2016 or 2018. Two years ago. Oh, 2018. Two years okay. ago. And similar to Anthony Davis and Cat, like both of those guys, all three of those guys, put up these ridiculous numbers during the regular season. Have- well, we would oh, all take. I think Cat. I think Cat is. I think Cat is falling. Yeah, away. I don't know if I don't know because it was like those three people together say this. Yeah, I well, think Kat, maybe five. Cat's regular season statistics uh, put him in that category. Oh, absolutely! But I mean, it just never Kat means anything. Winning. Cat doesn't play defense either. It's another one. He does not. Remember, it was like three years ago. He was the number one pick for like GMs yeah. who they would build their team around. It was Carl Anthony Towns, right. and now I'm not even sure he's in the top ten. Yeah, I think you probably have LeBron over him right now at this point. Well, so. I don't know because of LeBron's age, man. But that, that's my point. <laughs> I, think, I think GMs of Raleigh prefer LeBron over Towns right now, and that's saying a lot. So they're not that far apart. And Towns are taking it this. Say it again. They're not very far apart on three point percentage. It's like you're talking that's 30, what I'm 32, 33 percent like, to thirty percent. 
Yeah, it's like apples and oranges. So that so and and Anthony Davis started his uh, basketball career as a point guard. He's a point. He was six feet two, so he he knows how to dribble and pass. That was the first thing he did. So I think I just think Anthony Davis is a lot is a lot better. Yeah, I mean, if you talk, I think Anthony Davis is a lot better than Yoke. Oh, absolutely. I'm talking about as a player. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're talking about shooting and passing, though, I think that's subjective. Depending on, I know Jokic gets a lot of highlights based on passing, but I mean, well, that's because it's the only highlights he has. He doesn't dunk or anything, right? Well, and he's five years younger than Anthony Davis. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, so I'm saying is is it? Yes, he's five years younger than Anthony Davis. Yeah, because he's from. I'd still rather – I'd really still rather have so, Davis. That's not that No, bad. but I'm saying where where he is right now at 23, like he's going to get better, and he's already here. Yeah, but – Yeah, but like he, he's not like Luca, like where you see it definitely – Yeah. 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 I, I was going to say like his, his problem is obviously um, the shape part, the in-shape part, even though in the bubble he came in shape. Him playing on the defensive end and then consistency. Consistency for Denver is just the number one thing. Period for for their whole team is just being consistent. And okay. I think when you talk about those two guys, I Andy Davis has a history of being injured. Yeah, but you so don't bring up Towns because Towns is in, can, Towns is in this conversation. Oh no, don't bring up Towns. Yeah, Just keep so, it between Davis and yeah. I was really, yeah. So I mean, if you if you make an argument between those two, one thing. Anthony Davis has over Jokic is, is consistency because you know what you're getting out of Anthony Davis. You know you're getting 20, 10, two, two, one or two blocks, maybe a steal and some assists. You don't necessarily know what you're getting out of Jokic every night. Sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. I just think I, I think uh, where you got the opinion that I might have like been a fan of Jokic was like, he, I've defended him in situations where he's he's jumped from almost next to nowhere to yeah. like, he's over Porzingis now. He's over Cat. He's over a lot of guys. I don't know if yeah, I would take him yeah. over Porzingis. I mean, again, because Porzingis, man, he's just been hurt. But Porzingis, I looked at him. But Porzingis hasn't even been in the top ten of an MVP vote. But that's because he's been hurt. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he ever will because he's playing. And that's what that was. But no, before he was playing on the Knicks and there was nobody there besides and he played with one year with Anthony, but at that point it was, you know, it wasn't really a playoff team and now he's but playing then, with But that's Luka. that was Denver last year. And he, he made him a second seed. They they didn't have a whole lot of anything else. Yeah, but those situations are different though. I mean with with KP, it was like he had like one good year out of Carmelo Anthony and that was it. And now he's playing with Luca and now you could probably you know, since Luca's obviously the better player talent-wise, even though KP is special in his own right, obviously the accolades will go to K- Luca over KP in this situation. Whereas, you know, uh, with Jokic, he kind of stayed on the same team, so he was able to build that equity, so to speak. So, yeah, of course, in that situation, it would probably go to Jokic over KP, but. In terms of talent, I mean, besides outside again, outside of being hurt, most well, you have to you have to take the injuries into consideration. You do, yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying outside because, of that because uh, and, Porzingis might not even play the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, I don't I don't know what what's going on with this this issue with them. 
Poor Zingas, just it doesn't of, seem like he ever is going to stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, I was just about to say, outside of the health thing, I mean, KP is pretty good. I was watch, you know, watching them play when he was playing, it was like, wow. <laughs> so all I'm saying years. is Jokic, Jokic is higher than you think he would be. Like, he's he's – when you sit down and you put together a list of guys, like he's his name's gonna pop up over a lot of guys you, you might not suspect. I think I, I always had Jokic at top ten. I don't know outside of top ten though. If we we can't hear you, Raph. I wouldn't have Anthony Davis in the top five. Well, what's what? I mean, are we talking about just like right now? What are we talking? What, what are, so what, right what are now. we talking about? You, let's go do a top five. What's what's your top five? Oh me! I'd have in some in some order. I'd have LeBron, Kawhi, and Greek Freak. That's Those great. are the three in some order. Then I'd so, have Harden, and then I'd have Luca. Okay, that'd be my top five right now. What about you, Emmanuel? So I'm with you on the three. I think, I think I probably have. I think I probably have Anthony Davis and Luca, and James Harden to be six. I think mine is gonna have to be exactly Raf's. Yeah, I mean that's but so so then. But 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 here's the thing. I like. Up until recently, and like this is something we've seen on Luca, I would probably actually have Jokic number five. I would probably have Luca outside at the six. I would not have Jokic in there. Yeah, number five. Oh, and that was going to be my next point is because I said six people instead of five, you know, because I would have Harden six, obviously, because I just don't trust James Harden. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I get it, but I just don't trust him. That but we're true. kind of seeing that in the second half, like so. Yeah, and I, he's just he, he's consistently just getting tired, and like there's no real excuse for him to get tired now. Yeah, it's, we got four months off, and I think that should count. Like just like you count the injuries, I think that should count too because that's part so this, of his, that's part of his makeup. So this is not my thoughts. So you don't listen to the the Vernon the mismatch, right, John? I do not. So in the mismatch, they were saying, like, James Harden looks tired again. And now I have to be honest. I haven't watched much of that series because that's just not basketball I like. But there's there's really no excuse for James Harden to be getting tired again right now. Absolutely. We had four months of basketball off. He lost a ton of weight. So at at some point, even I think Bill Simmons said this on his podcast, at some point with James Harden, we were just going to admit, like, this just is what he is. Well, look, West. Like, how many excuses are we? No, you can't use. No, the I'm Westbrook saying West. Excuse. No, I'm saying because Westbrook's the, coming back next game. So if he's a little bit tired, he he, he, can, he can rest a little they, bit. They, but I think Westbrook might be coming back next game because he was trying to come back last yeah. night, and I think maybe with like the postponement, it might help. Well, no, because they they upgraded his situation, but they didn't. It, it wasn't. I think it was like probable. Look, this specific series is a big is going to be a big detriment to either Chris Paul or James Harden. It is because these two teams aren't aren't, aren't like they're not the Lakers or the Clippers or the Bucks. So these two teams are pretty evenly matched, and whoever loses this series, they're gonna 
Harden or Chris Paul is gonna get ripped because Russell Westbrook was injured. I think I think it's the opposite. I think this series is all I think it's all the blame will go to Houston because I'm sure there's a lot of people that assume that OKC wouldn't win a game like like y'all did. Like nobody expected OKC to be in this series. No, but if Houston, but if Houston, if Houston wins, wins okay. no one's gonna say. No one's gonna say. Oh, look at. No one's gonna say they didn't yeah, sweep. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm saying OKC has been playing with house money all year, so no, 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 yeah, no, no, because, no, yeah. no, because we listen to the yeah. no, we listen to the same Bill Simmons podcast, and he was talking to Rosillo, who loves Chris Paul. He's like, man. It's a good thing they won that game. So I was gonna have to rip Chris Paul for another playoff, like fucking right. But but that's just Chris Paul. I'm talking about the team as a whole. If you if well, that's who we're talking about. We're talking about Chris Paul versus James Harden. Right, but I'm saying those teams had almost the same regular season record. Right. So, but that's saying more about Houston than it is OKC. I, I I think I think. If, if you're Chris Paul, you should be getting out of the first. No, round. it's gonna be on because okay. I think whoever right. loses this first round is gonna let's, go ahead. Let's, let's start here at the start of the season. Who was more likely to be? Who did you think was more likely to be in the finals? Houston or OKC? Houston. Neither. 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 Okay, but Ralph, if you have to choose between these two teams, Houston. Who did you- it would be more like I, I thought Houston was gonna might get to the second round of a conference. I didn't think OKC was gonna make the playoffs. Exactly. I'll agree with you. Man. I didn't think either one. And that's my point is as we progress through the no, season. No, but Emmanuel, but, but, but you're there, but you're there now. Once you're in the playoffs, but you're in the playoffs, it's not like they're but, not gonna give him a pass. No, I'm not saying get a pass. I'm saying I think it's more towards Houston. Than it is OKC. I think at this point, like I said a week ago, it's a difference a week make because a week ago, you would have thought OKC was just gonna get swept, and then you could say, well, you know, who who does this fall more on? Is it hard enough, uh, Chris and, Paul? And then it would be Chris Paul. But yeah. Now, what, is it whoever? Team? No, that's what I'm saying. But I'm whoever saying, loses the series. But I'm saying I think it's more towards. Harden than it is Chris Paul at this point. Not, I think, I think not if they win. If, if Harden, if look, if, if the Rockets and Harden win, it goes down as another first round loss for Chris Paul. And the only time that he got deep into the playoffs was when he had Harden. Yeah, but I think for this situation in particular, you could say for Chris Paul is he just didn't have enough horses because you expect the Houston to No, now you expect not, not when he's playing this Rockets team. No, but not you, when he's playing this you expected Houston to be a better team than what they've shown in this series. Look, it goes in the it Especially goes in the teams OKC won. Well, look, it goes in the resume it no, goes in the no. resume and at the end of his career. Yeah. If he, if he does if Chris Paul doesn't find his way onto a championship team or a team that makes another deep run. It goes down as here's a guy who couldn't make it out of the first round except for that one year that he had Harden shooting out of his brains and you know dragging. But it's funny him. though too because you you talk about this situation. It's funny because part of the situation, the reason they traded Chris Paul was because he couldn't stay healthy and they get Westbrook and now he hasn't played in the series yet. Rachel Nichols brought that up uh, when the jump the other day. Rachel Nichols did bring that yeah, up when the jump. So that, so that was another thing too. It's like you you got Westbrook to kind of because of this reason, and now 
the same thing. Well, I think the I think the big reason that they got rid of um Chris Paul has nothing to do with that. They got rid of well, Chris no. Paul because him and James Harden couldn't stand yeah. each other. Well, yeah. That's the well, that's the main reason they got rid of Chris Paul. Chris him Paul and James Harden just yeah. couldn't stand each other anymore. Well, no, it, it it got to the point where Chris Paul was like, "Look, man, you got to, you know, do this, do this." And James Harden ain't trying to do that. That's not who he Well, is. no. I mean, there was really bad talk between the two of them yeah. last year. It was like Chris Paul was like, "Look, if we're going to win, we got to do this and this." Right. And James Harden was like, "If we're going to win, James Harden was like, if we're going to win, can you get past your fucking man, old man?" It got really nasty between those two. Yeah, because Chris Paul, that's what happened. Chris Paul, when he come in, part of what Chris Paul does, and it rubs people the wrong way, I'll be the first one to admit that is one of Chris's biggest supporters. When he comes in, he, he's a leader, but sometimes the way he leads, it's not a one side, it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all team. Sometimes he can rub people the wrong way, and how he leads, you know, it's the whole Kobe and Dwight thing where Kobe, you know, is, is a great player and he can leave, but at the same time, the way he leaves wasn't necessarily good for everybody in this situation. Well, I think JJ Reddick said like the biggest division between those Clippers team that didn't go anywhere was there was a big division between Chris Paul and Blake yeah. Griffin. That Blake Griffin felt like, remember, there was one year where Chris Paul was out for like 40 games. Mm-hmm. And Blake Griffin was a top five MVP. Yeah. And I think Blake Griffin just felt like Chris Paul held him back. And Chris Paul was like, well, you're never healthy. Just like I'm never healthy. So this is how we got to Right. And I think, I think people be, expect, I think because Chris Paul isn't necessarily a champion and because of the stigma on Chris Paul, I think a lot of players, when he like comes to them, and he like says, "Hey, you know, you do, you gotta do X, Y, and Z to win." They kind of resent him in a way, and that kind of is what happens with the the James Harden, um, Blake Griffin. Well, and it, I think that what happened with James Harden is James Harden is just so much better than him at this point that he's like, "Look, old man, you can't." Get but that's that. my point. I forgot what I forgot what podcast I heard that. But on. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And the, I think it was Tim Bontemps. He was like. They were arguing, and James Harden's like, "You can't even get past your fucking guy anymore, old man." Yeah, and I think, I think, the like I said, the way sometimes he he comes off on people, he starts to make those those type of guys, the James Harden and the and the Blake Griffins of the world, kind of resent him, and then they, you know, little things become big things essentially, and then you stop. Obviously, you're not winning championships, so usually winning. Well, that Clippers team should have made a fucking yeah, finals. Yeah, and usually that Clippers team was stacked. So usually, you know, winning solves a lot of those kind of problems, and if you're not winning, those problems get magnified. And yeah, nobody wants to hear you when you're yeah. not winning. Yeah, and so you know, and and then that's and then essentially you get a situation where he gets traded one time, and then he gets traded again, and you know we are, and then we come where we are now, where. He might make it. Well, essentially, he was only really traded one time because he we requested to be traded out of New Orleans. Yeah, but and then like when he got traded to Houston, that wasn't really a trade. He was like, "Look, either you trade me and you get something for me, or you're gonna lose me." The real trade was Houston to OKC. Yeah, that's legitimately the one time he was traded. Yeah, but there was talks about the Clippers breaking that team up. 
And that's well, they should have broken. And it that's up. I agree. And with that's you. when he essentially started looking for a place to play, and he, you know, signed because they were gonna probably most likely do the same thing they did to Blake, where they resigned him and then trade him after that for a better deal. So I mean, that team was gonna get broken up. So you can you can pretty much argue he's been traded every place he's been. The year versus Houston is the year they should have made the finals. Yes. The year with James Harden's on the bench, and then, like, they got blown out in game seven in Houston, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so. And that that team would have matched up better with the Warriors than Houston did. They might have beat the Warriors. The Warriors weren't really ready yet. Because LeBron almost beat them by himself, if you were. He's on 2015. Yeah, the first Warrior title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 uh, LeBron had another guy outside of which call, all he needed was Kyrie, and they would have won. Yeah, I mean, he just needed because Kyrie got hurt in the first game. Yeah, I mean, he really didn't even need Kyrie; just needed a guy who could just get his own shot, essentially. Even if it's not on Kyrie level, he just needed somebody. All he need, all he needed was Kevin Love, but like his shoulder was ripped out of his side. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think. But going back to it, like for James, I mean, at this point now, I guess for OKC as a team, it's probably playing with house money. Obviously, Chris resume is Chris resume, whether they make it out the first yeah. round or not. I mean, even if they make it out the first round, I think that's that stigma is still probably going to be on Chris. Regardless, right now, I think that's just going to be until he win a championship, that's just going to be where it is. Whereas James, I think in this particular situation, the onus is probably going to be more on him and Houston because. Well, Houston's going to fucking lose Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, it sounds like Indiana would be interested in in D'Antoni. In Mike D'Antoni. So, I mean, for Houston, or at least James Harden issue in particular, it sounds like it's more about James Harden than it is Houston and James Harden, you know, that stigma, his stigma is starting to grow more and more about not being able to finish, not being able to. Well, that's why I was saying this is, this is a big series for either Chris Paul or James Harden. I didn't mention Houston or the Thunder. Well, no, I'm just, I just said either Chris Paul or James well, Harden. Well, I mean, yeah, but they, you know, play for those teams and they matter too. So I'm just saying. Well, I, I think it's if we're just talking the teams, I agree with you. It's a bigger disappointment for Houston. But if we're talking the two guys' legacy, it's a much bigger disappointment for Chris Paul because he's an old man. James Harden has years to go. Does he though? I mean, at this point, how many times James, James Harden, has, Harden, you know, be in this situation? Well, James Harden can still go. He can still go to another team, just like Chris Paul did. Well, let me let me look at their ages. James Harden is playing a lot better, even if they're close closer in age than we think. James Harden is still well, that, playing at yeah. a top is at, at an MVP level, right? And so that's true. James Harden is only thirty one. James Harden is only thirty one, and Chris Paul's thirty six. Right. James Harden has a lot more time. Yeah. Left. So I mean, he's, oh, he's got a lot more time left. He's playing at an MVP right? level. I mean, he has another stop many- to go. Hey. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, we'll just finish it up here and then I'll edit it. Is, 
Is it a two? Is it a two uh, hour limit or something? Yeah, the minute it hits uh, one hour and twenty minutes, so two hours. Yeah, it one or one hundred and twenty minutes. Yeah, it's it stops. That sucks. <laughs> it sucks, but I mean, we probably should keep our podcast in like less than two hours. What? But still, like, <laughs> what if you like doing like a? What if you want to do like a couple podcasts at one time? That's true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll finish it up and on the on this and then edit it together. Uh, but like, we were talking about like he's got one Harden over Chris Paul. It's the age. It's how well he's still playing. He has one more stop to go. Like, if if it doesn't work out here in Houston, he can easily be on another team. His thirty. 33rd, you know, 32nd, 33rd, 34th, 35th year playing at a high level. And he has no injury. He has no injury history. He has no injury history. But my, my point is, like, for Chris Paul, he could probably get on a team at 40 at a minimum deal and win a title, like, even if he don't play. Like, you know what I'm saying? With James, yeah, he has more time to be, that'd a, be, like be the, the guy. So, yeah, but, but there's only so many chances you get at making it to the finals first, let alone winning the title. You know what I'm saying? I mean, especially when you're well, the, the guy. Both of their best chance was like, was it two years ago when Chris Paul got hurt and yeah. they missed a million threes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was their best chance. So, I mean, they, they were they were one game away from being in the finals. Right. So, I mean, for James, I think. Because I mean, where where does he go if if Houston wanted to trade James? Like, where's the? There's not a lot of teams that Philadelphia. Would, Philadelphia. But yeah, I mean, I mean if, if both teams if he, both teams get to a point in a couple years where they're blowing it up, like he could easily be switched out for Ben Simmons. That would be rough, but or or MB or MB, or MB yeah, that would be rough too. Oh, you got Jay's hard player with somebody who, won't, who refused to shoot. I mean, if you have Harden and B, if you look, if you have Harden and B, and you have uh, um, uh, any other third star, you're in the East. That's good enough to get you pretty deep in the East. I don't know because even in the East, it's still top, there's still top teams. It's still a Toronto. It's still well, a legit- Boston. It's still a Milwaukee. At least in a short time. Legitimately, legitimately, both of their best chances was on like different teams. Like James Harden's yeah. best chance was on OKC, right? And Chris Paul's Chris Paul should have made. That's the biggest knock against Chris Paul. Those Clippers should have made a final. They didn't even at make least. a conference final. Yeah, I was just gonna say at the very they least, conference final. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Warrior, the Warriors showed up, and Steph Curry pretty much owned Chris Paul. Yeah, well, Steph Curry's better than Chris Paul. Yeah, but but I mean, I'm saying, I mean, he embarrassed him almost every single time they played. Yeah, well, again, Steph Curry is a different level, man. Yeah, but 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 Chris Paul is the best point guard of all time. Yeah, and a no, little analytically, yeah, <laughs> analytically, yeah, but come yeah. On. analytically, James Harden's a better fucking offensive player than a lot of people. I know. Okay. I was making I was making fun of Emmanuel's point that he's like the best point but guard I mean, of all time. No, he was but, making, but Steph Curry but like, really hey, isn't a point guard. Point guard. He's he's a guard. He's a he's a point guard. 
he's a point guard. Oh, he's a point guard. He's and a, a better point guard. He's a, <laughs> um, he's Steph Curry's a way, way better player. He's more of a guard than a point guard. I would say he's more of a shooting point guard. Yeah. Like Allen Iverson, just with better. Well, or like Damon Lillard. But no, but Dame is is different than Steph on that part. There is times where Dame is is scoring, but he does like he does rack up double assists, like double digit assists easily. Whereas Curry, the offense is kind of predicated to him getting the assists. Plus, Curry more is, than giving that the offense runs. Yeah, that runs through Draymond Green right. more than Steph Curry, and that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm essentially saying is Steph Curry is more of a uh, uh, guard than he is a point guard from the definition of he's probably the more he's more recipient of a assist than he is given one. Well, I'd rather I'd rather have Jason Kidd than Chris Paul. What are we doing here? Well, yeah, Jason Kidd have, is, is is three inches taller. If someone asked me who the best point guard of all time is that I've seen play, I would say Jason Kidd. Well. I don't, I don't know. I mean, again, Benzo, who you consider a point guard? Jason Kidd was a point guard. Jason Kidd was no, a point but guard. he wasn't a shooter. He wasn't a shooting guard. He wasn't. He was no, a point guard I'm, his whole career. I'm not talking about Jason Kidd. I'm talking about who else you consider a point guard. Like, if we're just play, counting people who line up in that position, I'm, I'd put Curry ahead of both of them. Yeah, Curry is better than them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But if we're talking about the skills of a point guard making t- the team better, assists, defending the point guard position, I would put Chris. I'd put Jason Kidd over Chris Paul. And so would I. Are you talking about just defending? Yeah. Sorry. Um, Do you want to end the show on anything else, John? No, nah, I think we ended it there. We 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 talked a lot about basketball. I'm glad we got a lot more out of it. I thought we were going to get stalled out after. Uh, Talking about the bubble and the possible boycott. Yeah, we actually we actually got basketball talking, and like, thankfully, it looks like we're gonna have basketball this weekend, and we could pick this back up. Thank goodness! I want to watch some basketball tonight. I wanted to watch basketball last night. I'm probably gonna end up watching some Kardashian <laughs> stuff tonight. Like, like I've been watching the TV again. again. I gotta catch up on those. But like, I've been having New Girl on in the background while I'm doing something because I never watched like. These seasons, yeah. I, I, what else besides basketball? I think basketball is the only thing I've had been, like trying to do stuff, and then like since the last couple of days, just been trying to watch Lucifer. <laughs> I guess I'll finish that. <laughs> I gotta no catch basketball. up on Lucifer. I've only seen the first uh, two seasons, so I gotta watch a few more. Oh, um, what you call it in the third season? Tom Weller. Really? Yeah. So there you go. There's yeah, something plays, to look for. Uh, Kane. Yeah. He plays Kane, yeah. So there's nice. something to look for. Yeah. yeah, I saw the new season drop today, so I'll probably try to catch up. That's something I can probably get maybe to watch and we can watch again. Yeah. Uh, I guess the first three seasons, since it was on TV, there's like 23 long. Well, no, because I guess the first season was like 12, and the second season was 18, and then the third season was like 23. But since it's moved to Netflix – the fourth season. It's only been 12. Yeah. The, the yeah. fourth season, I think, was 12. And this season, the fifth season that's just started is uh, only eight. Isn't this, isn't this season six? No, it's, only, it's five. Season six it's will five. be the okay. last one. 
is going to be the oh, last yeah. season. But season five is only eight episodes, so. Nice. All right, so. All right. We well, got in our we got in our annual James Harden, Chris Paul talk. <laughs> Which I'm sure will continue next week when one of them is sitting at home and the other yeah. one is moving on to the second round. Right. <laughs> Who's but, it going to uh, be? Yeah. If uh, you enjoy what you're hearing, uh, subscribe and hit subscribe. Leave a review. And if you want to talk to any of us through the week, go join the Dream Team podcast uh, group by going to Facebook groups, search the Dream Team. And I think right now our banner is the playoff banner, just playoffs. And no, it's uh, Luca Doncic stepping oh, over. Oh, yeah, it is. Luca and Kawhi. So, yeah, it's Luca. So, look for Luca. Join the group, have fun discussions. And All right. enjoy. Stay safe. Stay safe. All right, guys. Later. Later. Later.